Welcome to Highly Sensitive, Happily Married, the podcast that teaches you to not only have an easier marriage as a sensitive woman, but to have one that feels more amazing by the day, where you'll hear relatable stories, love advice that works, and coaching on how to have a marriage where feeling upset and disconnected is a thing of the past, and where instead, a sense of loving connection and even fun and lightness is the norm. I'm Hannah Brooks, highly sensitive person, love expert, and marriage coach, and I'm so happy to be on this journey with you. Hello, my dear friends. I'm happy to be here with you today. I hope you are really well. I've just come back from a short little working retreat at actually my mother's home And she has this beautiful, what she calls sanctuary and studio space that I get to go to at least once a year uh, by myself. And it's so special. This is part of my, um, I actually did a whole episode on highly sensitive or the HSP retreat. Uh, This is part of uh, an important part of my life and, you know, be like how I maintain and I'm able to show up in my life in all the different arenas that I do so brightly, so full of life, um, so dedicatedly. And I just had such a sweet time this time, even though I actually chose to make this a working retreat, I could actually do some special projects there in a new space or not really new, but a, you know, away from my, the daily rhythm of life. Um, and I got some really nice time connecting with my parents. It was just lovely. Um, I highly recommend you check out the HSP Retreat uh, podcast episode if you haven't yet. It's episode 57 uh, because it's such a treasure to implement these retreats for yourself. My clients who have done so love them and feel so rejuvenated by them. So totally check that out. And uh, yeah, so but I wanted to share that I had this great time, but it was only like three days and which is enough. It's enough. But I came back and this morning, it's, I came back last night or yesterday afternoon and was kind of hit by like, I thought I'd be all reinvigorated, <laughs> but I was kind of hit by like this slothfulness and like this foggy brain and just like, oh, kind of like, um, kind of, I felt like a, like a vehicle kind of trying to strain its way out of the mud. <laughs> And I had planned to record a different podcast today for you all, but my brain just wasn't, it like just wasn't turning. (laughs) The the wheels in that brain of mine were not turning, particularly on the topic I had planned, or just kind of at all. (laughs) And a part of me was kind of surprised by this. I was like, well, I've had these three days. I should be feeling more, you know, rested and clear headed and ready to go. Um, But that just wasn't the case. So I did do my classic like fighting it a little bit and trying to push through until I really recognized what I was doing and how I was forgetting one of the most essential modes that we as highly sensitive people need to be in, need to allow ourselves to be in, which is the ticket. And that's what I want to talk about today. So I'm feeling better now because I actually allowed myself to go into this other mode that most of us don't allow ourselves to. And as highly sensitive people, and as humans in general, we do have 
two really important modes modes <laughs> that we need to be in and allow ourselves to be in when we are working to create anything when we're working to create change anywhere in our lives when we're looking to accomplish anything and of course this applies absolutely in our marriages as we're working to maintain a healthy one or as we're working to uh, make our marriage even more healthy or pull it out of an unhealthy place and into a good space. I recently talked about one of them or referred to it, not in so many words or actually in a lot more words than I will right now, um, in the podcast uh episode uh, learned not innate and that mode is proactive right I talked a lot about being you know very actively uh, applying the things that you're learning from this podcast and in general that in a marriage for it to grow and maintain and and get better and better and have less and less problems it takes proactive effort right and proactive learning and implementing that learning right taking action to make the marriage better and i i am always doing that myself and i want to be careful about my language i just caught myself saying i always am doing that i'm always doing that that's not true (laughs) so scratch that part i do a lot of that and i think you know we all get this when it comes to various parts of our lives like like if we want to become good at an aspect of our career we need to learn and take action and apply the things we learn around doing that thing right like if we want to be great a great accountant we need to learn how to be an accountant <laughs> we need to practice with those numbers and do do the work right so this is the action part and our society does emphasize action like it's actually seen as the valuable part of growth and change and right like being productive and taking action that's like ooh, we all want to get down on our knees and bow to the lord of action right and of course this is because we live in a society that is um you know, since the industrial growth, growth, industrial revolution, it's all been all about like industrial growth and growth, 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 action, 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 <laughs> right? So we've internalized this as highly sensitive people and we do a lot of that. I mean, most of us living in this society, uh, we don't find, we don't do a lot of just lazing around for days and days, <laughs> Right. I mean, even the way I just said that, I'm catching myself. <laughs> uh, like I call it lazy. Like I just called it lazing around. What would have been more accurate to say is uh, I like just just lying around, just sitting and staring. Right. And so that is the other mode that's so overlooked and underrespected, undervalued. This is really a receptive mode receptive resting integrating mode right this is when we're not actively doing anything right we're not actually doing anything but it's kind of like we're we're like receiving the fruits of our labor 
or we're making space inside of ourselves for the next active phase. Right? It's like we're not trying to do anything, not trying to get or create any active any change actively, but we're making space for it to happen. Right? We're resting back and we're making space for whatever is right now in our life as it is. In other words, we're doing nothing. We're laying fallow. We're just being. And like I was saying earlier, that can look to an outside observer like we're being lazy. Right? Someone who, who's in this uh, active, active, active sort of industrial society mindset, right, which most of us are, <laughs> would see that that person in this receptive mode as, you know, being lazy. But the truth is, both of these modes are essential to growing, right? There's the proactive mode, absolutely essential, right? And the receptive mode is equally important. And I think especially for highly sensitive people, we need to allow ourselves the receptive times. The times of not doing, the times of not trying, the, tri- the times of not pushing, the times of relaxing back, allowing, uh, allowing, and what I think of as really integrating. And this is not an active process. It can be. You can integrate like new learnings in a in a um, active way, but also it's integrating in you kind of subconsciously below the surface without your proactive conscious effort. So for me, as an example from this morning, it was like uh, I was noticing I was wanting to stay in my active mode. Like that's like... Um, it can be, it can bring up a lot of fear and discomfort when we try to allow ourselves to be more in the second mode, this receptive mode, because again, all the conditioning that we have that, that like being proactive and active, active, active and acting, acting, acting is the best way. Right. And so when we're not doing that, when we're not creating and being productive or learning and implying, it can lead to, uh, oh no, something's going wrong, right? When we are choosing to be receptive, it can bring up that fear. So for me this morning, I kind of had this like back and forth wobble inside of myself about like, okay, I'm going to let myself take a walk. This is one of my ways of being receptive. I just go for walks. And I know I'm I'm being active by walking, but I'm not using my brain. I'm not trying. I'm not trying to do anything other than put one foot in front of the other. (laughs) Right. And so doing that, you know, my brain did keep saying, Hey, you should get to work. You should be doing your podcast. Like, right. And I was just like, it's okay. Like, I'm going to trust. I'm going to just keep walking. I'm going to allow myself to percolate just do nothing other than walk and yeah, trust that the energy and the clarity and the capacity to uh, record my podcast today would just would come back when I was ready, when my mind, body, heart system were ready. And that again, that t- that takes trust, and so right, tr- it takes trusting the sort of percolation 
right? The integration of all the things you've been learning. And I want, what I want to offer is the example here of like you listening to this podcast or my clients learning with me. Um, instead of feeling like they need to apply, apply, apply all the time and go, 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 which all of that's good too. Like I said in that learn, but not innate podcast, so key to take action and um, do the things we learned, right? And actively create change. And instead of believing that that's, that's the only way you're going to get anywhere and make the changes you want, or my clients are going to be able to make the changes they want, I encourage you and my clients to allow uh, those moments when you aren't pushing forward, when you aren't acting, acting, taking action, right? And you're, you are allowing the integration to happen and you are relaxing back and not doing anything <laughs> proactively. But again, this can, this can take a lot of trust. It can feel kind of like a radical act to allow ourselves to not do much of anything for a period of time and know that that's actually going to serve us better than continuing to take action, 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 right? And so it, that's going to come up for most people <laughs> who live in this modern world. So I want to I wanna offer a few metaphors for you that can support you and that have supported me in allowing myself to be in receptive mode, to stay in receptive mode, and to dip into receptive mode often. I'm still not perfect at this, but it's been a big growth point for me over the, the last couple of years. So the first kind of analogy I want to offer you is a f the one of feeding and nourishing our bodies, right? If you think about it, there's an active phase and a passive phase, Right? The active phase is when we go like buy the food or grow the food and then we prepare the food, we cook it, and then we chew the food and then we swallow the food. Right? That's all action, action, action. But then there's this passive kind of receptive phase where we don't do anything at all. We just allow the food to be digested. Yeah? And we know that that's happening. I mean... When we think about it intellectually, we don't feel it necessarily, although we might. Um, but, but when we step back and think about it, we trust that our food and body will do its thing, right? That our body will digest it and then we will be nourished. This is how nature works. It's the magic and beauty of life. So ingesting this podcast, taking action on the, uh, the ideas that I've offered, or as my, if you're my client, or if you're going to be my client, you know, implementing what I teach you, taking action on all of that learning and ingesting, but then also letting, letting yourself have these moments when you're kind of being passive around it. That doesn't sound quite right, but like when you're not taking active, proactive action. You're just digesting where you're letting your mind, body, heart system do its thing with no intervention from you. And you're trusting it to do what it will, all the good things with your, with all the learnings you've had and all the actions you've taken. What's fascinating is that actually our striving, our kind of over-efforting or our action, 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 
if, when we're in that mode too much, we, it can actually have the opposite effect that we wanted it to. We can actually make it harder to learn and grow and make changes, especially as highly sensitive people, because it exhausts us and ultimately makes us less effective. And it's almost like we, um, we can't, it doesn't sink in fully, right? And especially as highly sensitive people where we do have this beautiful deep processing. So many of you are going to relate to this. Like obviously like information overload can happen so easily to us as highly sensitive people. And maybe we should make up a new term called effort overload, <laughs> right? Not good for us as highly sensitive people. And an analogy that's useful here is uh, the, if we think about athletes, Right? The current understandings about what makes a really amazing athlete or an amazing or an athlete like at their to be at their peak at their best performance capacity is not to go hard and train, train hard every single day, but actually to take breaks in the training to allow the body to rejuvenate and repair so that it can ultimately gain a lot more from the workouts and ultimately get results faster, right? Actually get stronger faster or get uh, faster, faster. <laughs> or we can look at nature again and think about like the four seasons. Oh, we don't expect our garden to be growing and reaping a harvest all year long, at least not in most of the world. Um, and if we did, if we if we uh, made that garden, we try to force that garden to produce, 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 all year long, eventually you're going to get a very um, undernourished soil that can't produce good harvests. There is an essential fallow period that needs to, we need to let that garden have so the plants can go to sleep or the, the they can die and decompose and the soil can have a break and, and ultimately be nourished by the decomposing of all those things, right? Or maybe we'd give it some manure compost. But basically, it needs a rest period. It needs a fallow period. And you are the same. You as a human being, as a highly sensitive person. So much magic actually happens in that rest, fallow kind of receptive period. That's why I call it the receptive period. Because it actually isn't, although it might look like in action, it is not that nothing's happening <laughs> Right again, it's that under the surface of you, all this stuff is integrating. And the metaphor I love for this is, it's like if you've ever planted seeds or seen. And we all know what what happens when we plant a seed, right? For a little while, it just sits there. Sometimes even just in the dark, <laughs> in moist soil, it does nothing. At least to our naked eye, right? Looks like nothing's happening if you look at that seed. Sometimes for a long time. But under the surface, that seed is like amazing things are happening inside that seed. Crazy uh, cells are like, they're doing all these crazy things that I don't know. I should ask my sister. She's an amazing plant scientist. <laughs> I don't know all the details of it, but I know it's magic what's happening. And below the soil, little roots are coming out and they're stretching their little tendrils deep into the soil and they're getting nourishment from that soil. Still, we don't see anything happening, right? And then all of a sudden, after weeks of nothing happening, it sprouts. And you see this beautiful new shoot come up and it grows so rapidly. It's like a miracle. 
any artist, and, and maybe many of you are, are artists, so many of us highly sensitive people are very creative or want to be or have this uh, inclination towards creativity, you, you maybe will understand this on some level already, right? That you like creative, there are creative cycles. Sometimes you just need to lay fallow for a while and then you burst forth with all this creativity and life. Yeah. So my invitation from today's podcast is really to allow yourself times where you do lay fallow, 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 <laughs> where you let yourself just receive what your life already is and you don't try too hard with learning and changing and creating changes in your marriage. And this can apply to anything you're trying to do in your life, right? And perhaps this is just a few extra hours in your week, or maybe it's certain certain months out of, or yeah, weeks out of the month, days out of the month, or even months out of the year. And it doesn't have to be like you schedule it specifically. It can just be you listen to yourself and you go with what your your mind, body, heart system is is needing. And you can, as a highly sensitive people, you can person, you can really sense that in yourself. Is now a time I need to be more in passive receptive mode and integration mode? Might be a better term or a term you like more. Or is now an active mode time for me? Good questions to ask yourself. This morning, it turned out, even though I thought it was going to be an active mode time for me, it wasn't. It was a receptive, passive, fallow mode moment. And I allowed myself to have that and it made it so that I could be active like I am right now by sharing this podcast with you. Now, on all of this, on this note, I structure my client sessions in my coaching programs um, to make space for this, for these two modes. We do a three-week on and a one-week off schedule. Of course, my clients always have access to the learning site, so they may choose to take those what I call down weeks, those off weeks, um, and and continue to, to learn and implement what they're learning in their marriages and lives. They might choose that. That's totally fine. Um, but I, I structure that that way so that they do have that option to honor that part of them that needs the integration time if it feels like that's what they need, right? So they can check in with themselves and decide for themselves if that's that's good for them or not. I think most of my clients love this rhythm. And it also allows me to have more downtime to do the same so that I can show up best for you and for my clients. And in fact, like I said earlier, this has been this has been a growth point for me or growing edge for me over the last maybe two years quite actively. It's been challenging work for me to set these kinds of boundaries for myself and to really give myself full permission to chill and not act, act, act. But I've learned through experimentation and some gentle loving discipline with myself to actually stick to my allowing of my fallow moments, receptive mode, and actually multiple quote-unquote failures at it where I'm like, oh, I'm not letting myself do that today. Oh, I can't do that. I don't trust I don't trust that it will be okay, right? I've done that a lot too where I've just pushed through even when I told myself I wouldn't. I've learned that actually when I allow myself to truly be in receptive mode for a period of time for as long as I really need to, 
I actually end up having more to offer, feeling so much better, um, being more articulate, helping my clients so much more powerfully, showing up in a way I feel so good about with my husband and my children. And I've learned it's something I don't just want to talk about in my podcasts. I want to model for you, my beautiful people. I want to be an example of doing this because this, the truth is as highly sensitive people, we need this. Most of us don't allow ourselves these kinds of rhythms, the, the pulsing off and on, but we will be so much better off as a, I want to say a species, <laughs> as, as people, as highly sensitive people when we honor this. This is part of honoring our highly sensitive person trait, our finely tuned nervous systems. And I want to lead the way with a lot of other highly sensitive leaders out there who are, who are learning to do the same. So part of that from here forward, at least for a while, we're going to try it, see how it goes. I will be putting out my podcast three times a month or three out of four weeks. It will actually re- reflect, mirror the, uh, the, the weeks that I work with my clients and then the week that we take a, a down week, a receptive, chill week. And next week's going to be the first week where we aren't having that podcast come out, where it is a down week, a receptive, passive, lean back, chill week. And in that time, Trust that all of this good stuff that you've been learning here on this podcast is integrating, is getting into you, is seeping into you, and is becoming you at like a cellular level. And then also, if you just aren't in a receptive passive mode, if you're just naturally in a more active mode, totally take that time and go back and listen to episodes you may have missed. There's so many good ones on this podcast. There's so many gems in every single podcast. So if you've already listened to all of them, then go ahead and review some. I even listen to my own podcast sometimes, and I certainly listen to other people's podcasts that I've already listened to, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good gem. I forgot about that, right? And that letting that sink in deeper and deeper by doing reviews. So my lovely ones, I won't talk to you next week unless you listen to an older episode. And I hope you take some really lovely time to just be in receptive mode to integrate and even just to like have the life that you have to be present in it without trying to do anything more with it rest back and enjoy and be oh so well until a couple weeks from now